focusing this morning uh, mostly on verse 28 and 29, where Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. No one can snatch Jesus' flock from him. Um, In life, we all really just crave and look for peace of mind. Peace of mind. We all want assurances in life that everything's going to be okay. We want to be reassured, and we want that peace of mind. Um, When uh, we were away on the church weekend away camping, um, and we were all over together at Belshamps, sorry to keep mentioning Belshamps, but here's another illustration from there. I was, uh, someone came up to me and said, Tom, um, I've noticed that you've left all your windows open at your house uh, back at home, and we're worried that someone might break in and steal uh, all your stuff while you're away at Belshamps. And at first I was like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But as soon as that thought is put in your mind, I couldn't stop thinking about my windows being open. And I had no peace of mind. So I thought, what should I do? Should I just pray and just give it to the Lord? Or shall I rush home and close the windows? (laughs) Um, I did neither of those in the end. What I did was uh, whoever the the kind person offered to go and close them for me and, uh, and went and did that, took my keys and did it. But have you ever had that feeling? where you've got something niggling in your mind, you don't have peace of mind about it, and you need that assurance that it's going to be okay. Um, So whether it's in life you get insurance for things, whether it's you download special apps that keep track of things for you. Uh, I've got one of those ring doorbells at my house as well that can show you who's at the front door and all those things, so it's a kind of security thing. You need these things, don't you? Well... We often think we need these things to give us assurance that everything's going to be all right and peace of mind. Now, that can be true not just for all the everyday things in life, but we also need, and this we were made this way, we all need spiritual assurance. We need spiritual peace of mind. And actually, many people don't have it. We need to know that we're okay with God. There's part of us that knows that we're never going to be settled in life until we know we're okay with God. And that one day we will be in heaven with him. But many of us go through life actually without spiritual assurance and we always constantly, in the back of our minds, worry with that niggling doubt, am I in or am I out? Can I be sure of my salvation? Have I done enough to stay in God's good books? And many of us try to go through life trying to reassure ourselves. We look for others to assure, am I a good person? Yes, you're a good person, Tom. Okay, I feel better about myself. Or, did I pray enough this week? Yes, I prayed enough this week. Okay, I'm okay. When did I last go to church? I went last week, it's okay. We look for assurance. 
But the problem is, is sometimes we look for assurance in the wrong places, and so that niggling doubt is always still there. John chapter 10, we heard about Jesus gathering his sheep into his fold. But he warns in that story that there are thieves that try and steal the sheep away, or there are wolves that look to devour the sheep, but Jesus is gathering them in. And it, uh, Stephen preached wonderfully on it, that Jesus gathers his flock, he protects his flock, he looks after his flock, and he gathers them into a fold. Uh, you know, like a, you can imagine a fence around your sheep. Is it a pen? It's not a pen, it's a fold, isn't it? A sheep fold. But the question in my mind, niggling, is once we're in, that's great, Jesus has gathered us, we're all here this morning, aren't we, in his flock, gathered together. But the thing that worries me from time to time is, well, what about those thieves? Are they still out there? Could they lean over the fence and grab me and whisk me away? Or could I do the stupid thing as a sheep and jump up over the fence and run off again? Could that happen? In other words, what I'm trying to say is, once you've become a Christian, once you know Jesus, and once you feel, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm part of his people, the real question is, is can I get lost again? Can I lose my salvation? Can I do something in life that is so awful and dreadful or makes such a mess of things that I've been lost to God all over again and he'd have to go and find me and do all that hard work all over again? Am I in or am I out? Or am I sometimes in and sometimes out? And I'm constantly flip-flopping. Jesus wants us to know that once we are in, we cannot be lost again to him. He wants us to be utterly, utterly sure of that. One of the most common questions I get as, as uh, a pastor, as a minister, is people saying, well, Tom, I'm looking forward to going to heaven, but what if I get to heaven one day and I mess up all over again? Have I ruined heaven for everyone and it all goes round and round in cycles? That's the same kind of question, isn't it? Can I lose my salvation? Okay, there are two reasons I want to give this morning why we, why Jesus, to, to set us that Jesus wants to assure us that we are his forever. Okay, let's look again at verse 28. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Do you see that? No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So there's two people who hold on to us and will never let go. Jesus and God our Father. Jesus says we are in his hands. And no one can snatch us out of his hands. No thief, no robber, no wolf, no one. He will never let go of you. Now, why is that reassuring? Um, think about this for a moment. I was, uh, sometimes when we take a trip into London on the train, me and my family, and uh, we go on the train, we get to Fenchurch Station, and often when we get out of the station, there's lots of crowds getting off the, off the train, 
and in the train station, very crowded. Can you picture the scene in London, busyness? And when you've got small children, what we tend to do when we've got small children is we grab them by the hands and we do not let go of them in those crowds. That's what you do if you've ever been a parent in that situation. Or maybe you can remember when you were a child in a crowd and it's intimidating and daunting and you remember a parent holding onto your hand. So me and Claire will grab all our children, hold them by, although we've got three, so that's a problem. One of them just, well, one of them can get lost, but the other two, we've got them. And we go through the crowd, don't we? Now, irrespective of whether my child holds on to me or not, I am going to hold on to them. Okay? It's not dependent on how tightly they hold on to me that we're going to get through this crowd. It's about me holding on to them. Now, it can go really well if they're on a good day. They walk in step with us. They know that the situation is serious. They know to pay attention. And they will walk happily along next to us, and it all goes swimmingly well. Other times, they might be distracted, annoyed with me, pulling in a different direction, not going brilliantly, but I still will not let go of them. Yes, it might be a struggle. Yes, I might be pulling them along and dragging them along. But I will make sure we get through that crowd safely to where we're trying to get to. And I will not let go. It's a bit like the Christian life. Jesus says, don't worry. I've got you by one hand and the Father has got you by the other. And no one is stronger than us. We will hold on to you and we will get you through. We will get you through. And no one can snatch you from us. Or no one will get you lost again. Now, in the Christian life, of course, we can walk in step with the Lord, and, it, and it's brilliant. And we go through life holding hands, talking along the road together, skipping along as we go. And we understand the direction we're going, and we have counsel with the Lord, and we're walking in step with the Spirit, and we're holding hands together. But other times, if you're like me in your Christian journey... You're struggling sometimes, or you might be pulling against the Lord, or you might have messed up, or you might have rebelled, or you might have backslidden, or you may have done things in your life where you felt, oh no, God's going to be upset with me and all this sort of thing, right? But nonetheless, if you belong to Jesus, he will still hold on to you, even if you've let go. And he will pull you through kicking and screaming, so often that's actually what's pastorally going on in so much of our lives all the time. And you can tell when people are just feeling, do you know what, I'm being knocked around in life, being pulled or dragged from one place to the next, and it doesn't quite feel like I'm walking in step with the Lord. But other times you can see when Christians are walking with the Lord, and it's easier. But the result is still the same. The result is still the same. If you belong to Jesus... He will get you through, which should be reassuring. Wherever you're at in your journey with Jesus, he wants you to know, I've got you. I've got you. And no one is stronger than Jesus and his father. Did you see that bit in verse 29 where it said, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. Is greater than all. So there's no one who has an arm like the Lord. I don't know if the Lord goes to the gym or not, but he's strong and he's greater than all. 
You know when children like to boast that they've got the best dad? Uh, where it's like, oh, my dad's great, he's really good at this and everything. And, you know, actually, I was at a sports day the other day for the children, and at the end of every sports day is that dreaded moment when they say, and now it's the dad's or mum's race. And you think, oh, no, do I do it or do I not? Do I make a fool of myself? Um, I, you know, because I'll come dead last and fall on the floor and put my children to shame. Uh, but every child wants to know that their dad is the strongest and the best. We as Christians can genuinely just say, yeah, my dad, my dad, he's the strongest of all. And there is no force or enemy or problem in this world that is stronger than him. Not even death is as strong as the Lord's love for you. Nothing in all creation can separate you from the love of God in Jesus. No one has an arm like the Lord. My kids uh, are getting quite big now, and it's hard. Uh, sometimes I still try to put them on my shoulders and carry them uh, if they're tired, uh, and I, I boastfully do that and say, let's go, I'll carry you home. I get a few steps, I have to put them down. But the scriptures say no one's too heavy for the Lord to carry. It doesn't, in fact, scripture says, even if he's walking in step with the Lord, even when you get tired and he's dragging you along the floor, rather than drag you along the floor, he will pick you up and put you in his arms. Because no one's too heavy for the Lord. Isaiah 40 says this, See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. He won't let you go. Therefore, we do not need to fear. He who is for us is greater than those who are against us. There are no threats, dangers, or obstacles in this world that the Father can't protect us from. When Jesus has us in that sheepfold, we are safe forever. The next thing is that we want to reassure you with is that reminder that he's holding on to us and not we holding on to him. And that's the mistake we often make in our Christian journey. We tend to think if we hold on tight enough to the Lord, we'll get there. If I keep holding on as tight as I can, I won't be lost. Imagine for a moment um, a strong horse I've never been horse riding in my life, but I imagine when you're riding a horse, there's a, the rider has to try and stay on as best they can. Can you picture it? A horse charging and galloping through a field, and the rider is desperately trying to hold on and not get thrown off. That's not what the Christian life is like. It's not like Jesus is this great, strong saviour that is shooting off to heaven, and if we hold on to him tight enough, we'll get there. No, it's more like, I guess, like uh, strapping yourself into a car and that you're safe and secure in him and he is going. 
Do you see the picture? It's not about how tightly we hold on to him, but how firm he has a hold of us. That's so important. I love that bit at the end of John chapter 10, where it says, uh, verse 39, those who were against Jesus, who had a problem with Jesus, it says, again, they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. In other words, you see how weak our own grasp is in life. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law and the Jewish opponents tried to hold on to Jesus as if they could grasp hold of him, but they couldn't. We're weak. We are weak. Have you ever been to that scenario where you go shopping and you've brought lots of groceries and you're carrying them in your carrier bags and you're walking towards your home or your car? At first you think, I'm doing really well, I can hold on to these. And then what happens? After a few steps, after half a mile or whatever, your fingers just start to stretch out and the bags get heavier and heavier and it feels like they're going to cut your fingers off, don't they? Our grasp is weak. Our grasp is weak, but his isn't. He has a hold of us, not we him. Okay, the second reason why we can have assurance of our salvation is that we are one with God. We are one with God. Those who come to Jesus become one with the living God. Did you see Jesus said that about himself with the Father? He said, verse 30, I and the Father are one. Are one. And that's the reason why the Pharisees and the teachers of the law try to stone Jesus, because they realize that he's claiming to be equal with God, part of the divine life, one with God as a Father and a Son. Now, Jesus is not claiming here to be God the Father. He's not saying, I'm God the Father. He's just saying, I am God's son, and I am one with him. So this is, we won't get into a long sermon about the Trinity here, but Jesus is not, he's not like saying I'm like um, Superman, who is like Superman and Clark Kent at the same time, we're one. He's saying more we're one like a father and a son are one, or like a husband and a wife are one. There's a oneness in the Bible that's not to do with, like, we're just some weird, strange, multi-headed one being. Jesus is saying, I and the Father are one in life and unity, like a father and a son, or a husband and a wife. In fact, Jesus uses the same word here to describe the church, right? The church family, we are one, just as the Father and the Son are one. Do you understand that? And you might say, well, hold on, no, we're not one, we're a hundred people. No, but we're one in unity, in life, in spirit. In fact, when we come to communion, later we say in the liturgy, though we are many, we are one because we all share of the one bread. Do you understand that? The same life that we share through Jesus makes us one. And that's the same oneness God himself has as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now that should reassure us, and here's why. When we come to take the communion bread and wine, and we all take the same bread and the same wine, and it all goes into us, it literally becomes one with us, doesn't it? I'm not a biologist, and I don't understand entirely the digestive system, but I know that you absorb that into you. 
It becomes you, doesn't it? And we all then share in that oneness, that same life. And it cannot be separated from you. It can't be taken away from you. You can't say, oh yeah, I'm going to take that bit of bread back. Once it's part of you, it is part of you forever. So when you come to Christ, you become one with him. And once you're one with him and share that life, it can't be taken away from you. He gives you his life. When we come to a wedding in the Church of England, we talk about this oneness. When two people give their lives to each other and make vows, they become one. And we say these vows, and it's, it's based on the gospel. Christian marriage is based on the gospel. And it, we say these words. We say, I, Tom, take you, Claire, to be my wife, to have and to hold, right? To hold, to take grasp of. From this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death us do part, according to God's holy law in the presence of God, I make this vow. Now, just a moment Remember, that's based on Jesus and the church. That Jesus makes a vow to you when you become part of his flock. That he says, from this day forward, I will be yours and you will be mine to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse. You know, remember that pulling a child along in good times and bad times, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. Being one with Jesus has so many benefits. When we mess up, he looks after us. When we fall down, he picks us up. When we sin and rebel and do awful things, he atones for us. He, gives, he takes our guilt and our shame on himself and he dies on the cross. He says, I'll take all of that. I'm yours. I will take all of that rubbish you have. And I will give you my treasures, my riches, my goodness, and my righteousness. My perfection is yours. And he says he won't just do that till death do us part, but forever and ever and ever. Therefore, no one can snatch us out of his hands. Not even our own stubbornness, rebelliousness, sin, no matter the mistakes we make, no matter what happens to us, no matter what we do to someone else, no matter if life turns out to be a success or a failure or whether death comes for us today or tomorrow or in a year's time, nothing can separate us from Jesus for we are one with him. Therefore, Christian brothers and sisters, if you belong to Jesus, you can never be lost. You can have complete assurance of your salvation and place with God no matter what. Let's pray.